G'day everyone, I'm Warwick Nicholson. Welcome to episode 202 of Not The Footy Show. I'm flying solo on this episode. It's my YouTube preview that I've just whacked up on the channel. It's WD Nicholson. And no Rob Cox, but he'll be back next week. We'll give him all his uh, chance to have a say on who he thinks being the best team in the first round and thus who then makes his top eight. Uh, and we'll catch up with him doing the whole regular show from next week. But I wanted to make sure there was a preview out ahead uh, of the round one season opener, Bulldogs and the Eels at Bankwest Stadium. You've just heard simply the best, which is the best. Um, we will go into, I guess, the Fox Sports version, the NRL version uh, with Rob uh, next week and give our thoughts on that. But it was just the perfect way to get you tuned up for the season, hearing that original one from 1990, once those wheels hit the uh, tarmac from the plane. Tingles. Anyway, what we have is me going through all 16 teams, order 1 to 16 on finish, grand finalists, premiers, Dalian medal winner, rookie of the year, origin, and yeah, it's it's about 10 minutes long. Uh, it's cut in a way for YouTube, so you'll actually notice that I basically get rid of all my ums and oohs and ahs. It's a really sharp cut, so hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. I'm on Twitter at NRLTweet. And we'd love to hear some, some reviews on iTunes, which would be great, uh, some comments on YouTube, and you can tell your friends who haven't been listening to us on Spotify yet, we're there as well, to get the sort of uh, groundswell of support, hopefully uh, for 2020 as we look to do a little bit more. I'll do a lot more on YouTube as well, 
in 2020. Looking forward to your support, hopefully. Let us know you're listening, and uh, you can just uh, get in touch with us anywhere you like. And in, in the meantime, enjoy my throws in the dark, my dart throws, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've taken a stab. Let's see if I'm anywhere near it come the end of 2020. Looking forward to a big year of Not The Footy Show. Enjoy your rugby league. And uh, as Mr. DC would always say, enjoy your league, league lovers. Not The Footy Show. G'day everyone, Warwick Nicholson from Not The Footy Show. It's time for my season predictions for 2020. Unfortunately, no podcast before the season, but we promise there'll be some once round one is underway. I still haven't got my dinner, Cocksmith. Hey, hey. I'm getting a vibe here. <laughs> what, are you unhappy with our arrangement? But here are my predictions for 2020. Not The Footy so I'll start the minor premiers, it's going to be the Roosters again. Yes, Cordner's under a bit of a cloud. They lost Mitchell, they lost Kronk. This is still the best team in rugby league, kids. Minor premiers. Number two, the team that probably can knock off the Roosters potentially, it's the Canberra Raiders. I know I'm picking the teams that made the grand final, but that's the last good form we've got to run on. Raiders replace uh, Rapana and Leilua with George Williams which is an upgraded halfback, and of course, they end up getting Curtis Scott at the moment. They look strong. Their forward pack looks really good. They'll get Bateman back about three or four weeks into the season. There's a good team, folks. Number two. Number three, I can't believe I'm putting Parramatta at number three. I'm showing all this faith in a team that obliterated the Broncos in one week and then got obliterated themselves the week after uh, by Melbourne. Mm, I can't believe I got Parramatta at three. What am I doing? But Moses, the crew, they're better than other teams. That's the best way of describing why they're number three. South Sydney, up front, they're going to struggle. Uh, they've got a good starting pack, but that depth isn't what it once was. Until the Burgess brothers disappear, you're going to have issues, particularly one of them is actually really good. Mitchell at fullback, it's a big in. Uh, that three-quarter line is great. The halves are fantastic. The hooker is the best in the game. But the rest of that pack, eee, apart from Murray, of course. Number five, it's the Storm. They're not going to drop ridiculously. They may drop out of the top four, but I'm basing that on what? Do I think that the Eels and the Rabbitohs are better teams than them? Probably not. It's just it's very hard to maintain that rage after such a good season with such disappointment at the end. Fifth for Melbourne, and I'm probably being harsh. Well, number six, it was going to be the Broncos. Then I lost Jack Bird today. They've lost Mass Lodge for most of the year. I can't put them that high. So I'm going to switch a couple of people that I had a bit lower up into that sixth slot, and that is Manly. I know I'm following the track record from last year, but kids, they're a good team, and they've got Fanua Blake and Trubovich playing first week. It's pronounced Trebojevic. Uh, no real hooker. Fainu is their best option, and who knows what's happening with him. At number seven, I'm going to stick with who I had here before, which is the Cowboys. Taumalolo, Morgan, Holmes. Good enough reasons for me to be in the top eight this year. I think the supporting cast is a little bit better. It's a bit fitter. It's a bit younger. I really like Reese Robson. I think he has to be the hooker ahead of Granville at some stage this season, sooner rather than later. Bit light out wide, but... They've got a pretty good team, and I like to record at six. Uh, it's more of a case of I think they're going to improve. A few other teams that may be better on paper aren't going to have a great year. Hey, this is predictions. We all throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks, right? At number eight, it's between the Tigers and the Panthers. Now that I've pushed the Broncos out of the uh, spot without a fullback, without one of their props. I'm being harsh on Brisbane, but I've dropped them out. Tigers, I want to pick you an eighth. I'm going to pick you an eighth. There you go. Tigers, number eight. Enough there that I go... They'll be competitive throughout the season. They're going to have one good month and get themselves into the eighth spot. That leaves the Panthers at nine. I really like a lot of this team, but they lack a real game breaker, I think. And that's something that they've gradually pushed out the door at Penrith. And I understand why. Uh, salary cap's a big reason for that. But Cleary, as much as I think he is by far the best halfback in New South Wales, I don't think he's a dominant playmaker. And I don't think Coruscant is the complete answer at hooker. So 
they'll come a long way if they aim to play really well as a team, as most teams will. But it's just some things are missing in this squad that I think just puts them outside the top eight at the end of the season. Then let's put the Broncos in at number 10. No Lodge, no Bird. It hurts. Uh, Pangai Jr., Haas, Fafita, Carrigan's coming on. Flegler's a good prospect. Uh, Often Gowie, obviously. They've got a forward pack, but they're playing Jake Turpin ahead of uh, Andrew McCullough, which I don't agree with. Not that I think McCullough's the player he was, but I, I haven't seen enough of Turpin that says I'm better than McCullough. Croft is a good pickup. Milford at 5'8", but from what we've seen in the preseason, he's going to take a back seat, which I think is a massive mistake. He needs the ball all the time. And then out wide, they've got some talent. But Boyd going in the centres... And now what do they do at fullback? Does Boyd just go back there? Too many things that are, are potentially going to be roadblocks for the Broncos, so I've got them in 10th. 11th, I'm being harsh on Cronulla because they've got a really good core of veterans and they're bringing youth in. They're doing probably what you'd, you'd hope if you're a Cronulla fan, you know, post the Luke Lewis and the Paul Gallon sort of years. They've still got Johnson, who's a gun. Question marks at fullback. Will they still have Josh Morris in a week? I just don't think this team is particularly strong. They've got three or four really quality players, but... This comes down to Sean Johnson. If he is motivated this year and has the season that I think he's capable of, that will push into the eight. But I think this team overall, just not 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 above 11th. Next team on the list has talent, but some really average line players. Callum Ponger is a gun. The Newcastle Knights. Uh, Connor Watson has to be in the starting team. I don't care where you're playing. It's just ridiculous to have him come off the bench, I think. But then again, I'm the coach. The four pack is okay. Uh, Clemmer is by far the standout. I know Safiti played Origin last year, but I'm... I'm not a massive fan in terms of, I don't think he's in that echelon of props. And that leaves you with a back row that's okay. Uh, and a hooking situation that they've addressed, they think, with uh, Braley. They don't have a 5'8". They've got a great halfback in, in Mitchell Pierce. Their center three-quarter line looks near. It's going to come down to what Ponger and Pierce can do over the course of the season with what Watson throws in. That four pack will hold its own, I think. But I just don't see a top eight team at Newcastle. I'm sorry. 13, I've got the Dragons. 1 to 13, then are pretty good. They're a pretty good football team. I just don't think they're going to go any better than they did last year. And they, last year, they had Widdop at times. It's a worry. Uh, I think Dufty was the answer at fullback. Now they're going with Lomax. Yeah. Uh, the likes of Sims and Frizzell and Graham and Vaughan, who I think is a great player. And McInnes is a quality number nine. Uh, Hunt and Norman. There's plenty of reasons to go on paper. This Saints team is a good side, but... Didn't see it last year, and they were fit for most of it, apart from obviously Widdop. Tabellan, it's not a factor anymore. It's been 12 months, 12 to 14 months. He's not part of that unit anymore, so you can't really say he's a loss. He's struggling to get excited about St. George, and that's why I have them all the way down in 13th. In 14th, the Bulldogs didn't get the news they wanted entering the season. Uh, Ockenbohr and CHN, who knows how long they'll be out for, and whether they even will come back to rugby league this year. There's not a lot of talent on this team. There's hard work, which is what Dean Pale has instilled. And, and they were okay in little patches last year, but I don't think DWZ is a, is a star fullback. Looks like Wakeham's beat out Cogger. I don't know if Kieran Four, and if he was around, I'd be probably a little bit more excited about their year. Four packs got some good players. They haven't got a hooker. And yeah, that equals 14th. 15th, they've got the Titans. It's two-horse race for the wooden spoon, as far as I'm concerned. Titans and Warriors. Titans need to find element of self-belief that they can compete with the big boys because on paper they've got an okay squad they've got some some serious talent the likes of Brimson and Taylor and there's enough in the team to say we can be competitive but they're not a team that's better than the other teams ahead of them maybe you could throw in the Bulldogs and the, the Dragons maybe on their day even the Knights but they're not better than the other, other 10 teams and 
11 teams and I'm just gonna say 15th because I think they might improve at home. Leaves us with the wooden spooners, it's the Warriors and Stephen Coney, I hope you hold your job and your team turns things around, but um, I've seen a long year. Roger cannot do it all himself. The half situation just does nothing for me. If Harris Tavita is is got the ability to take this team on his back, then fantastic. But Nicarima's not that guy. Blake Green is a, is a guy that complements a dominant other half. You know, they've gone in the direction of Wade Egan at Hooker, who looked like he had some serious potential, but then the Panthers gave up on him. So, and they didn't have a standout hooker already on the books. It says a bit. They've got some good forwards, but they've already struggling for depth. Yeah, it's going to be a long year across the ditch. My biggest concern with them is how they're going to score points. So there's one to 16 in the order. Now, the grand final, it's boring, but I'm going Roosters Raiders again. I think we see the Roosters challenge for that back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, the treble. They're a great side, but come September, when they haven't really needed to take another gear, which is fine. Injuries can happen, it happens with any team, but a depth isn't there like it used to be. And my concern with the Roosters is, how do you stay motivated? And then the team that I think they'll play, which is the Raiders, who I think have upgraded. As much as Leilua and Rapana will be missed, they've got a genuine halfback in George Williams. Aiden Caesar wasn't the answer, and he was a weak point in the grand final. He played okay, but when they needed something, he just couldn't provide it. The Canberra pack is really good, and I think this team, has the ability, Raiders, to, to knock the uh, Roosters off. What it promises, though, for me is a grand final we want to see. Last year's grand final was great to watch. It was a gripping encounter. Canberra should have won that match. They weren't good enough. They had the opportunities, they weren't good enough. The Roosters, if they play to their best, <laughs> well, obviously, uh, they will make it three in a row. As for Delian Player of the Year, I think there's five players that will be in contention to winning it. And I'm leaving out a Melbourne player, which I can't believe I'm doing. I've uh, got Tedesco and Kiri from the Roosters, Tamalolo from the Cowboys, uh, Damian Cook from the Bunnies, and Mitchell Moses from Parramatta. Who wins it? Tamalolo? Rookie of the year. <sighs> I don't know. There's no standout like there was entering last year. People knew Haas would be great. Bradman Best, uh, Xavier Coates, Brandon Wakeham, they're the three that kind of stood out. There's a kid across the ditch called Katoa, Alicia Katoa. He could be anything, but let's see what happens. I, I can't give you a definitive, this guy is going to be the Rookie of the Year, which is kind of exciting, to be honest. Not the footy show. State of Origin, we'll talk heaps about Origin on Not the Footy Show this year with Rob Cox. Uh, but right now, New South Wales 2-1, and I want to say 3-0. I think there's a bit of a gap here. Valentine Holmes coming back in for Queensland's big, but still got issues about their halves. New South Wales, they look like a really good unit. Luke Carey will replace... James Maloney in the halves, and they're probably even better. Blues will win, and they win come to them. Might even be up two nothing uh, by the time we get to game three. Not the footy show. So there's my predictions. Warwick Nicholson for not the footy show. You can follow more of our videos here on the channel. Uh, subscribe if you'd like to. I'll try and do a lot more this season, and we'll get the podcast going again after the weekend. So uh, follow me at Annual Tweet. Uh, you can get us on Instagram, W Nicholson, and the website is wdnicholson.com. See you around the traps in 2020 on not the footy show. Cheers. Not the footy show. That does not count as a formal hello, Cocksmith. Don't call him Cocksmith. I call him Cocksmith. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what's new around here? Pepsi.